Holy Spirit, come and fill this place with your presence. Embolden us to spread the fire of your spirit. This day, may we devote ourselves to teaching and fellowship. May we break bread together. And let us pray as Augustine. Breathe in me, O Holy Spirit, that my thoughts may all be holy. Act in me, O Holy Spirit, that my work too may be holy. Draw my heart, O Holy Spirit, that I love but what is holy. Strengthen me, O Holy Spirit, to defend all that is holy. Guard me then, O Holy Spirit, that I always may be holy. May we never cease to be amazed at your works, and may we always remember that you are with us. Amen. Good morning and welcome to this Vine Community Church Pentecost Day service. You're really welcome here. People have said that Christmas is God with us and Easter is God for us. Well, Pentecost is surely God in us. We're going to move into a short time of worship and then we're going to come back and we're going to hear about the events of that first Pentecost day and we're going to hear what Pentecost means for believers of today. Let's worship together. If you can stand, stand. It's good to stand as we sing to God. Today is Pentecost and we take the reading from Acts 2, the story of the first Pentecost. It's not subtitled in my Bible, See and Be Amazed, but it could well be. I'm reading from Acts 2, verses 1 to 13. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment, because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, aren't all these speaking Galileans? Then how is it each of us hears them in our native language? Parthians, Medes and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and other parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs. We hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said they had had too much wine. At this particular Pentecost, at nine o'clock on a May morning, probably in AD 27, 
God pours out his Holy Spirit on the apostles of Jesus. The apostles are meeting together. The place is large and public, for they are joined by many hundreds of others. They're probably in one of the temple courts. Suddenly, they hear a powerful gale, like the mighty desert wind. This wind is a symbol of the great gale of God's Spirit pouring out upon them. They are swept by fire from heaven, the flames licking each head. These flames are the warning, purging, fire of, fiery furnace of God. The disciples of Jesus are inspired and purified by the Holy Spirit of God. From this day, they will be burning people, alight with the love of Christ and on fire with his love for the world. Suddenly, the apostles start to speak in other tongues, other languages from all over the known world. In the old days, when the Tower of Babel fell, the languages of the world were confused. Now that tragedy is reversed. Soon a huge crowd gathers. It gathers around the apostles, everyone hearing God praised in their own language from home. You know, these events took place 2000 or so years ago, but the Holy Spirit is still very much here today. As Christians, we value the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We take comfort in him, for it is a he, not an it. And we are empowered by him. I called up with some familiar faces to talk about what the Holy Spirit means for each of them today. So we've heard about those dramatic events of the first Pentecost. But it'd be good to hear what having the Holy Spirit means for people today. So I've invited some friends to come and tell us what their thoughts are about the Holy Spirit and how it affects their lives in 2020. So thanks everyone for joining us today on Pentecost. Uh, it'd be really good to hear your thoughts. Um, let me start by asking, what does it mean to have the Holy Spirit? For me, it just means that comforter, that that little voice, that sort of tingle you get sometimes when you know that God is speaking to you. Um, sometimes it can be really, really obvious and you're singing a worship song and you can just feel uh, God in your heart and you know it's the Holy Spirit. Sometimes um, it can even make you shake or cry or laugh or all sorts of things like that. But The Holy Spirit is like a best mate or partner who wants the best for you at all times. The Holy Spirit works in and through you. The same Holy Spirit that resurrected Jesus from the grave. So what do you have to do to get the Holy Spirit? Is there a cost? Do you have to pay something? Well, obviously it's a gift. And obviously in the John's Gospel, Jesus promised it to his followers saying, you're going to have it. And it's like a free gift that um, Jesus gives us when we follow him. So, you know. God's gift of the Holy Spirit is given to all who turn from their sin and put their faith in Jesus Christ, our King and Master. 
Well, the simple answer is that all believers are given the Holy Spirit when they first become Christians. If the Holy Spirit's a gift and, and all believers have the Holy Spirit, then what's the point of Pentecost? Why is it that the apostles were told to wait in Jerusalem for the Holy Spirit to come if they already had it? The Bible also talked about being filled or baptised with the Holy Spirit uh, when you ask for it. And quite often this can show itself quite dramatically by Christians expressing gifts of the Holy Spirit, such as speaking in tongues or an overwhelming sense of joy, falling on the floor, shaking, laughing, crying. OK, I, I recognise some of those things from, from Acts. Um, we hear Peter and the other apostles speaking in every language of the people around them, speaking in tongues. Uh, but how do I get this Holy Spirit? How do I be baptised in it? It's as, it's as simple as to say, dear God, please fill me with your Holy Spirit, or come Holy Spirit. So why do we need the Holy Spirit? What is it that the Holy Spirit does for us as believers? The Holy Spirit guides me, makes me aware of my purpose that I am created for. Um, you can really... Pray for the Holy Spirit to be with you and can bless other people and that it can help you when you're feeling down and also help to build you up. It also enables us to, you know, live a faithful life. And through that, it shifts our thinking. And while it shifts our thinking, it helps us to gain more insight and to hopefully fulfill the teachings of Jesus one step at a time. But when it shifts our thinking, it makes us want to live out our faith a lot more. And I think that's really good. So, obviously, if we are inclined to live out our faith more, because we have the Holy Spirit, it can bless more people, which I think is great. And what I really love about it is that when we are feeling down, the Holy Spirit lifts us and renews us. But... It's just really reassuring to know that the Holy Spirit is there and you haven't got to do it all on your own, that God is there to guide you and to lead you inside of you. And come upon that... me. The Holy Spirit enables me to carry out God's work in my life. It is the everything to me and brings me comfort and empowers me. So... Through the Holy Spirit we can have newfound strength when we're feeling really down and I think that's really good and it also enables us to not be consumed by our fears so we can rely on it so that we're not afraid really and that obviously we can have times where we are afraid but the Holy Spirit enables us to calm down and just really feel peace and your rod and your staff they comfort me I like to think of the Holy Spirit as like the rod and the staff because it's there as a comforter and it's really also really nice that it's our advocate as it says in John's Gospel and did you know that it actually prays for you like the Holy Spirit prays for us I mean, you can look about it in Romans 8.27 where it talks about how the Holy Spirit intercedes with us so that when we're going for a difficult time, the Holy Spirit has our back. And I love that. I love that concept. Because, you know, sometimes we need someone to have our back and obviously the Holy Spirit 
regardless. That's great. Thanks, guys. How can you tell when the Holy Spirit is actively moving, either in your own life or in the people around you? What can you visibly see? What changes take place? This might show itself by an increased desire to read the Bible or just to do what God wants or just a, a warm feeling. I believe that the Holy Spirit works in me in different ways. Sometimes my body will shiver and tingle within me. I also feel empowered to suddenly sing louder with conviction or pray with words that aren't my own. I have cried from the pit of my stomach for myself and for others. And I, I knew it was for others, it wasn't just for me. And on an Alpha course one year, I felt this tremendous urge to laugh. This laughter came in waves and I was filled with joy. It was fantastic. I know God has a sense of humour because everyone was praying quietly at the time. I kept bursting out in laughter, which I could not control. Um, I know when the Holy Spirit's at work in me, if I can just feel something or know something or know I've got to do something or I've, or I might be, I'm just thinking about in my work and I just really feel that I should pray with that person or ask them to church or just ask them something specific um, and you just sort of know it's the Holy Spirit and that I think the more you do it and the more you act on it the more you know it is the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit can be shown through the fruits of the Spirit which is in Galatians 5 um, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, that's patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. And when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, when you, when you dwell with it in your life, you get those a lot more. You feel these, the fruits being given to you and that you can bestow it to more people. And when it, the Holy Spirit is really at work at you, you start to show those gifts around the people around you. And that can... I knew that the Holy Spirit was touching others, as sometimes when they were speaking, they would suddenly become very emotional. When people were praying or being prayed for, they may fall on their knees and start shaking, or they would lie peacefully as though they were sleeping. Each person would be touch, touched gently by God and the experience would help them grow in their faith and love of God. The spirit that raised Christ from the dead is the same spirit that lives in me. And if you really get a hold of that, then it helps to make you realise how powerful that spirit is that is inside of you. Um, also, when you see changes in yourself or other people and you think, I could never have done that on my own, um, whether it being more self-controlled or kinder or being aware of why people are feeling the way they are when perhaps in the past you wouldn't have thought of it. All these ways um, show the Holy Spirit at work in you. And when you see the changes in other people, it's sometimes easier to see the changes in other people than to see it in yourself. When the Holy Spirit is at work in others, you can usually recognise that they have an air of confidence, peace and a desire to serve and love others. 
Sometimes it's obvious that the Holy Spirit is working others when they have a word for you that is so right and no one else would have known. Um, sometimes it can be seen when people start showing gifts of the Spirit, um, like um, prophecy, speaking in tongues, having a, a feeling that they should pray for you for healing. That's really interesting. But how can you be sure that it really is the Holy Spirit? Feeling of inner peace, joy, confidence and the need to spread the word of God's love for everyone. It should empower you to tell others that whatever happens in our lives, God always has our best interests at heart. The gifts of the Spirit are not given to fulfil our ego, but to fulfil the will of God by making his power real through me into the lives of others. If you were to feel that the Holy Spirit was telling you to do something which you know to be contrary to what God says in the Bible, then it is not God's Holy Spirit guiding you. So is the work of the Holy Spirit all about gifts, things like prophecy or, or speaking in tongues? Or is there something more every day about it too? Sometimes you can see the difference in someone because the Holy Spirit is transforming that person and you can see the fruits of the Spirit coming out in them. Things like love and joy and patience and kindness that you might not have seen before. The Holy Spirit can be shown through the fruits of the Spirit, which is in Galatians 5, 22 to 23. Um, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, that's patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. And when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, when you, when you dwell with it in your life, you get those a lot more. You feel these, the fruits being given to you and that you can bestow it to more people. And when it, the Holy Spirit is really at work at you, you start to show those gifts around the people around you. I'd like to thank you all for, for taking the time to uh, answer these questions, to give us your thoughts. Uh, is there anything that you'd want to leave people with as a final thought on, on Pentecost Day about the Holy Spirit? When we have the Holy Spirit, we know we are the children of God. We have peace that no matter what, as I journey through this world or life, that at journey's end, I will have eternal life with my King and Saviour. You know, it's fantastic to hear from people that we know talking about what the Holy Spirit means to them. They've said much more than we've edited down for this video, but all of it was really good stuff and some really personal stories. If you get a chance, either by phone during this time or when we finally get to meet together, why don't you ask them in person about exactly what the Holy Spirit has done for them? You know, over the next few weeks, we're going to look more at the Holy Spirit. We'll look at the gifts, some of which were mentioned in the video, some of which are mentioned in the, in the text. And we'll look at the fruit of the Spirit that Jem read out from Galatians. But today is the day we remember the coming of the Holy Spirit. The next few weeks, we will look at the experience and transforming power that the Holy Spirit brings. And we'll have the opportunity to use some of the supernatural gifts that the Holy Spirit gives.
gives to each of us. But as for today, I don't want to take up time with, with words and, and stories. I want to give time over to each of us to seek the Holy Spirit. It was really clear in the video that if you want the Holy Spirit, you should ask. You don't need to have somebody lay hands on, or that's one way that the Holy Spirit can be imparted. You don't need to be dabbed in oil. You just need to ask God. And God, as a kind Father, will give graciously. There's no formula to this. Just ask. So in a moment, I'm going to pray. And then we'll move into a short time of worship, a couple of songs, a bit of background music. Spend that time, start worshipping, but then spend that time asking God to give you his Holy Spirit. Or to give you more of his Holy Spirit. Or to refresh you. Or to give you new gifts. I believe that as we do that, God will honour that. I believe that people listening to this will be touched by the Holy Spirit. You might want to kneel. You may want to stand. Or sit. Do what feels right. If you speak in tongues, it'd be a good time to do that. If you don't, maybe you will. But you do have to open your mouth. Focus on God and on the worship and be open to the Holy Spirit. You know, some people worry about the Holy Spirit because they worry that they're going to end up doing things out of control. And the Holy Spirit can definitely empower us to do things out of our comfort zone. But the Holy Spirit is gentle. He'll only do what you will, what you're willing to do. It doesn't invade us. It doesn't come upon us without being asked. But if you truly wish him to, if you want to receive the Holy Spirit, if you want him to enter into your life and do something amazing, it will be life-changing. The changes that the Holy Spirit bring turn you from being interested in God to being on fire for him. When you ask the Holy Spirit into your life, you also recognise our own inability to be everything that God wants us to be on our own. It signals your recognition that you need God and you need God's grace. I'm going to pray in a moment. At the end of the worship, the music will simply fade out. So we look forward to seeing you next week. We look forward to seeing you in the week. But now, let's pray. Let's worship. Let's seek the Holy Spirit. Father God, I thank you that you did not leave us alone. That when Jesus ascended to heaven, you sent the Holy Spirit to be with us. And I thank you, Lord, that that gift is still present today. So I want to thank you for the times that that Holy Spirit has moved in my life. That I've seen miraculous things happen. That I've felt so close to you, Lord. And I ask, Lord, today, 
on this day of Pentecost, when we remember that event of the first baptism of the Holy Spirit, I ask that your Holy Spirit comes and moves in power, both on me, but on these guys and girls watching this video. So Holy Spirit, we just welcome you. Come Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come. Be with us. Be with us. Why don't you ask the Holy Spirit now just to come into wherever you are. Come Holy Spirit. Fill us afresh. Fill us afresh. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit. Lord, we're sorry where we've, we've not been as open to you as we should have been. But you are merciful, so fail as afresh. Oh, mm -hmm.